Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting iTunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. So welcome to the February Issues podcast of the Recording of the Month. Before we get started, it's time to vote in the BBC Music Magazine Awards. All the 21 nominated discs are ready for you waiting on the website at www.classical-music.com slash awards, where you can listen to excerpts and vote for your favourites. You have until the 24th of February to cast your votes. So get clicking. So I'm joined in the studio by Reviews Editor Rebecca Franks to discuss this month's Recording of the Month, which is Sergei Prokofiev's Piano Sonatas, numbers 2, 6 and 8, recorded by Russian pianist Alexander Melnikov. And that's on a Harmonia Mundi label. So Rebecca Melnikov's no stranger to Russian repertoire, of course, having recorded the Shostakovich Preludes and Fugues. Um, piano Concertos. And the Piano Concertos. Yeah. So um, this is a his first foray, though, into the Prokofiev Piano Sonatas. Yes. Um, it's, it's absolutely astounding pianism, isn't it? It is. I mean, as you say, he's recorded Shostakovich before and Rachmaninoff. Uh, but here he turns to a composer who you feel that he's utterly at ease with. And he himself says that he feels that this is music he's known since his childhood. It's not music he had to agonise over to decide how he was going to play it, what he was going to do interpretively. 
And it really, that comes across so strongly, I felt, in this performance yes, of these three sonatas. There's a real sense of um, seriousness, of playfulness, uh, a sense of that sort of bittersweetness that you get in Prokofiev, I think, running through. Yes, and a lot of lyricism and as well a lot of delicacy and transparency in the sound and this just sense of it being a story kind of unfolding and one thing very naturally following after the other. Um, and he really gets into those dreamlike moods and the sort of visionary qualities that come through and, and the lyricism, as I, I said before, and the, that I think brings something different out in Prokofiev do you hear, that you hear in a lot of other pianists' mm. performances. And a real sense of drive and drama, which we're going to hear in the first excerpt, the second movement scherzo from the youthful Piano Sonata Number no. 2, written in 1912. That was the second movement of the Piano Sonata Number no. 2 by Prokofiev, played by Alexander Melnikov. Um, what I love about his playing is there's a real sense of getting to grips with all the textures. You hear all the lines and you hear... I mean, Prokofiev's piano writing is so complex and so ever-moving and shifting, like shifting sands. It's, but, but Melnikov really sort of cuts through. Yes, and Prokofiev himself was a brilliant pianist and he really brings his full imagination and kind of understanding of the instrument through in, in this writing. And I think the second sonata, it might be much earlier than the other two works that we have on the CD, which are sonatas number six and eight, but it really feels like mature Prokofiev in a way. It sounds like him, it's his voice. It doesn't feel like he's working things out. He is making a statement here with this sonata. Yes, he's a young man and already considered to be the sort of enfant terrible, I think, of the piano world, you know, really pushing that musical language that Rachmaninoff and then Scriabin had, had, had really sort of made the, made the sort of main, yeah. well, I suppose, meat and potatoes of the piano, of the Russian piano repertoire. Yeah. And here's Prokofiev just blasting it all out of the water. Yeah, I mean, if, if, when we get to the sixth sonata in 1940, so we're jumping forwards and, you know, Prokofiev's been and lived abroad and come back and now Stalin's at the height of his sort of terror, you know, completely different world. But it's interesting that when um, Richter, the pianist Svetoslav Richter, heard the sixth sonata, he, he said that Prokofiev had introduced into his music the terrifying pulse of 20th century music. So I think even in the second sonata, you feel that starting to come through in a new Mm. world basically. yes there's, there's 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 a dread in there isn't there the the um the sense of the world absolutely changing um well in in terms of in russia as well as around the world i think certainly in russia there's a real sense of of terror yeah and i think if you listen to the opening of the sixth sonata um which has this sort of tritone so this devilish figure in music in the bass you can hear how discordant we've suddenly become um, and how prokofiev has taken another stylistic step Thank you. 
that was the first movement of the piano sonata number six, a Prokofiev really in sort of war mode, I think. But you still get a sense that actually, having listened to the second sonata, the Prokofiev really had set his style back then, and this is just a sort of a natural continuation, really. It's not wildly different, despite being almost 30 years later. And it's also interesting in terms of Melnikov's approach. He talks about the brutality that you often get in, in Prokofiev playing, and which you can hear that, you know, that there's the definite sort of angst or however you want to describe it in, in that music. Yet, in this recording as a whole, um, Alexander Melnikov has sort of taken out that brutality in a way. It's much more lyrical than I think you've, and less percussive than it could be. Mm. And again, that's adding this different dimension that we sort of talked about earlier. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's move on to the third of the Watson artists. In fact, number six, seven, and eight. Um, seven actually isn't on this uh, disc, but six and eight are part of the sort of trilogy of Watson artists that Prokofiev um, wrote. Um, the second movement of number eight, just exquisitely sort of mournful and beautiful. And very dreamlike. It's got this um, marking andante sognando, sort of dreaming, daydreaming. So I think it would be good to hear the other side of Melnikov's playing. I think we've heard the sort of lyrical, we've heard the abrasive and the very violent and the terrified. I think let's hear Melnikov's absolutely wonderful sort of cantabile playing, I think. very beautiful music, um, very sort of classical and very restrained. It is, yeah. There's a real simplicity to it as well that you can, you can almost imagine sort of the dancers just turning, can't you, in this imagined dreamlike world. Harmonia Mundi have captured the tones and the, the colour and the textures absolutely brilliantly, not too close but not too distant. Um, I completely it's, agree. It's absolutely brilliantly done. Yeah, no, it really complements his... Um, the sound sound world he's kind of creating and the piano he's using, which is it's a modern Steinway, actually. He hasn't, um, you know, Melnikov has explored using historical pianos for lots of different repertoire that he's recorded in Beethoven and Schumann and so on. Um, but here we're firmly on a, on a Steinway, which is what he wanted for this repertoire. So shall we finish with the final movements of the piano sonata number eight, um, a sort of whirlwind um, piece Melnikov tackles with such dexterity and such confidence and it's, it's it's just it's just an absolute joy to listen to isn't it and I think with this recording as a whole it's one of those performances that the more you listen to it the more you get out of it actually there's new details every single time that are revealed and I'm hugely looking forward to the the volumes to follow to complete the cycle
so that was the final movement of the piano sonata number eight. Uh, that brings us to the end of this month's recording of the month podcast. Join us next month for the March issue uh, recording. And don't forget to go to classical-music.com slash awards to vote in the BBC Music Magazine Awards. As I said at the beginning, you have until the 24th of February. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.